Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello and welcome to The Musician's Journey. The only podcast where a globally touring musician and an executive career coach come together to reveal, explore, and celebrate the unique challenges and triumphs of artists. To help inspire your own creative journey. I'm Chelsea Sabo, executive career coach. And I'm Jed Elliott, musician and songwriter. This is The Musician's Journey. Hello and welcome. Today we're going to dive into the topic of your support network and how to know that you're going to the right people for the right things. This is very important in your career as a musician, but all of these elements are very human and essential to our well-being regardless of your career. Chelsea and I are going to ask one another questions, discuss hers from the perspective of a career coach and mine from the perspective of a musician. So good morning, Chelsea. Good morning. <laughs> and so in your perspective, well, what does support look like for you? Yeah, and I'm going to I'm going to first I'm going to break it out into two buckets. I'm going to say what is support in general so any of our listeners mm -hmm. can resonate and figure out their view and then I'm second tier going to answer specific to myself. But when you think about support, it's a place that you can come authentically, a place that you can come honestly and be held. And being held doesn't mean physically, maybe it does, but just being in an environment where it's safe, being in an environment where it's safe for you to bring all of that. And it doesn't have to be a one individual person. It could be a person, a group of people, it can be an organization. So just putting that out there as everybody kind of listens to this and thinks about, hmm, what is, what is my support? Who do I go to? And then for me specifically, I've got my family for sure, my friends, my work colleagues and mentors, and then one that most people might not think about, but a big one for me is just nature. And when I'm spiraling up or I'm spiraling down, really just getting outside and I've got many different ways that I interact and feel supported by nature, which allows me to get a little bit more grounded and, and return to, to life with more clarity and forward direction. So those are 
kind of larger picture. And then for me, what about for you? What does support look like? I love that. It's really, uh, mine continues to expand, honestly. It's really, it kind of starts off when you're, when you're younger, um, at least for me, kind of with my, my family, immediate family, um, knowing that while I'm trying to pursue this, um, this hobby turn dream of being a musician, knowing that I had the, the support of my, my parents and my family, um, was kind of where, where things would begin. But as things continue to grow, um, it really, as you mentioned, you find, you carve out those friendships, you carve out different relationships with, with people you work with, people you play in a band with, your management, and feeling like others around you are holding that space and you're holding that space for yourself to be supported in the first place. When it, when it comes to support, right, we, we have our networks, we have our people we go to. I'm curious, how do you decide who you're going to go to and for what? I think there are, um, there are some kind of more obvious choices in my sort of inner orbit. And I think I, I've really worked through knowing um, the types of things I could necessarily I don't want to say put on other people, but share with other people that are actually going to be the most beneficial to you for one, but also be a fair ask of that other person. And so I think for me, I, I still have my, my friends and family, that support that's always there, my wife, my band, my management. But I think there are some things that are, that I might discuss with coaching and therapy. There might be some things that are better suited for um, my bandmates, some things that might be better suited to a friend that I grew up with that might have a perspective that does a completely different career to me and might be able to get me thinking outside the box, you know? So um, it's something I think we continually um, navigate and try and find, try and find those channels but that wasn't even something I was aware of until until more recently. Honestly, I think I definitely kind of stuck with the same safe space of one or two people, and I and I and it was only being cognizant of that. Actually, okay, maybe um, support doesn't have to be doesn't have to only look come from one place. Essentially, yeah. How about you? Absolutely, I agree, and and I'm in alignment with a lot of that. And you've kind of just made it tangible or almost a mental model there where it's, you know, this person is good for this based on their skills, their experience, their knowledge, their emotional capacity, their current bandwidth, right? Or or their expertise if you're talking therapy or coaching. So there's almost like this list of criteria that when we think about here's my challenge, here's my issue, if I had to look in all these buckets, who's going to check off most of them and then they're my go-to. And you're right. I don't, I know for myself, I uh, didn't think about support through that lens until recently as well, but it does make a significant impact and difference on the receiving end and the interaction as a whole. It leaves room for less, uh, maybe, maybe disappointment or, or less, uh, resentment or friction because you're being really intentional with with who you're going to for that. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm curious as an artist, 
you're on the road, you're, you know, pretty, pretty busy, it, you know, with, with back-to-back stuff. Is it easy to know the times you need support or can you get so caught up in the doing and the going and the hype of a show that you kind of miss these little signs that, hey, support could be helpful? Yes, for sure. I think it's um, when we talk about kind of refueling your tank, I think that's a that's a very big thing and a, and a big part of that. And it can look different for everybody. Um, even as you mentioned earlier, like you might reconnect with nature and that's the thing that helps you recharge before you even feel the need to, to um, reach out to support from anybody else. So I think... Um, I don't think you always know. I think I think there are times that um, you can get kind of lost and caught up in things, and I've certainly done that in the past, and and may continue to do so moving forward too. However, um, being more being more present at those times when things get more turbulent, being able to check in and say like, okay, I I need to recharge. I need to one support myself, and then look for that support is. Um, yeah definitely something that I'm, I'm getting better at and, um, and see more of my, my peers and, and my friends do too, which is great. Well, when I, and what, what I love and, and can really resonate about that myself is, you know, you talked about earlier, I don't want to put something on someone that they can't handle. And mm. I know you talked about coaching and therapy in there, but sometimes uh, the, the most important part of gaining support is supporting ourselves first so that when we show up, um, we don't come from a place of all of it, right? Or the lack of clarity or where do we want this to go? Or what are we actually helping for? What are we, what are we actually asking for in this support? Sometimes it, I see like the Tasmanian devil, and it's like the Tasmanian, that, that might be like an old school reference. I'm no, I got you. But, <laughs> but just like the whirlwind of like the, bringing everything up. And then it's like, wow, that's a lot for the other person to take. So when it comes to support, I think in every opportunity, in every space, um, that's that's key. And, and you know what? Jed, stop me, but uh, if if you want, but I'm gonna. I was a Tasmanian devil about 15 minutes ago. I came into. <laughs> I have full disclosure. I came into this chat with all of it, and I I needed support. I'm not always good at asking for support, and um and when you do that, it can easily affect people, and it deters you from getting the support. But I know in that moment. If I had taken 15 minutes, taken a beat and grounded myself and gave myself support, I could then ask for support in new and better ways. So, you know, Jed, are there times that you might have done that or, and, and how do you, you know, what, what does that support look like? And feel free to reference and talk to my Tasmanian devilish because I'll own it. I'll own it. <laughs> I major respect for that, Chelsea. And you also make it sound like it was, uh. No, I, I think um, I think that's that's human life, and I think there are so many times when you can be. Look, I, I I try and celebrate that I've carved out the time to meditate every time for ten years, and I feel like I'm very present with the things. But of course, when you're under pressures and stress and on the road, if you might not sleep well, 
um, in the van, hotel, tour bus, however you're traveling, and then you are straight into these um, these things that are wonderful parts of your career. But if you're not mentally recharged, can be really challenging. And then you want to be able to push through um, and show up and try and be the best version of yourself. But what kind of ends up happening at that point is it this this kind of stress will build and build and build and build. Um, and then I, I think it can be, it can result in things like burnout for some people or, um, not just enjoying their, their experience as a musician or in any workplace, once they get to a point where things have built up too much without them being able to check in. Um, and I've got a question for you, Charles, as far as knowing, do you identify strengths within people in your support network? that you are able to identify who you who you might want to go to for for different things um what does that look like for you yeah um absolutely it's and i oh here's the thing i didn't always do this and and in fact um i did a pretty shitty job of it when i was younger so when i was 19 i was um diagnosed with hodgkin's disease and which is a cancer. So I did chemo, radiation, and all of that. And during that time, I had such a support and such a network, but I didn't know how to ask for help. I thought it was a sign of weakness. And when I did ask for help, I didn't go to the right people. And I'm going to sum that up into one time when I, I needed emotional support. And that was like totally not familiar to me at the time. And uh, my hair was falling out and I called my best friend and his response was, it's not a big deal. We'll just put like a lipstick bullseye and play some Nerf games, right? Like, and his, so his gift was humor, right? And that's, and, and I go to him today for humor. I go to him to escape. I go to him. But in that moment, that was not necessarily what I needed. And it wasn't until therapy and 10 years later out that I saw, wow, there was so much support around me. I didn't know how to tap into it and how to navigate it. So for instance, um, you know, I had one friend that could just, I could ball and they, they could hold it for me. And really, you know, most of the person I went to for that was my dog, but that, that sums up where I was at in itself. <laughs> but I, I had researchers, right? Like, man, they were giving me like books and books on, on my condition. They knew more about it than I did. I had shoppers and buyers, like the gifting, like they would just, anytime I saw them, they would just come with a gift. There were uh, doers that it was like, what do you need? What do you need? And th these are common, common elements of the support we could get and that people thrive and they're experts in. So the more we can get clear that we're, we're not going to the wrong person for the right, the wrong person for the wrong thing, uh, the more helpful it is. What do you think that that looks like in, let's say that I'm in coaching with you right now, which we have yeah. done in the past. Um, what would you kind of identify in a band setup of would, what kind of things would you suggest that I could look for within, if it's for a solo artist, people within their artist camp or their extended friends and family, um, but kind of specifically more on the road um, mm -hmm. or within that context, what would you kind of recommend to me or another musician in that situation? Well, once again, it's going to, it's going to be unique because it's going to be specific to the challenge and issues that you're facing. Mm -hmm. So what I might say is 
Maybe you're having interpersonal relationships from a business standpoint, you know, on, on the road or wherever else, then a mentor that has that business knowledge might be the person to go to. If you are feeling super drained and you know that, you know, you're, you're close to burnout, uh, going to one of your bandmates and just sharing it with them and seeing where they might provide support. Maybe they can go out and get your lunch and bring it back to you and you're resting, right? Like who in that moment can relate would be the first thing. So Mm -hmm. in this, I look at my problem and then I look at who can relate to this who has bandwidth to help me with this and who might have the expertise and the reach within those areas. And I think that's a a formula anybody can use in their, you know, own situations. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love that. And if you identify that maybe you might not think that somebody has that bandwidth at that particular time, what would you suggest at that point? Well, the biggest thing is never assume. So even in the beginning, if we think they have it, we we never want to. So it's always asking, hey, do you have bandwidth to discuss this? Do you have bandwidth to, um, you know, even have this conversation right now, Uh, you know, is is a big one. I even know like with my husband and I, it's like sometimes just because you're near one another, you think like I can talk about anything and this is a good time for it. And it's like, sometimes it's not because of, where that other person is or where the day is or where, so wherever, you know, I'm learning, especially in that relationship of like asking first. And if it's not then, then when, and, um, for, for both of you. So, so going back to not just assuming, but always asking. And if somebody says no, which they will, when we ask and reach out for support, people will say no. And when they do, how do we not take it personal? Mm. how do we not make it about them and keep coming back to, okay, I need support. This door was not open. What are all these other doors that I can explore? Because otherwise, if we need support and now we're starting to tell ourselves negative downward inner critic spiral, it's just going to, it's not going to serve us. Uh, so is, was there a time just where you reached out to somebody and they, they didn't have bandwidth and, and what was that experience? Yeah, I think um, other musicians may be able to relate to this as well. And if you have, I have, I've had the same best friend since I was a teenager, some that I used to be, and, and even younger, some that I used to be in bands with as well that aren't in my current band. And that's a big part of my support network. One thing I have found is, and this is with so much love and full of respect for all of my best friends, but there are some things where a problem that you might want to just voice with your buddies, um, if they're not in the same industry, the, the question you ask of, is this relatable, is a, is a really uh, a thing that the answer, I suppose, would have been no at that point. And it's tough because it's kind of relative to your own situation. And um, I would always worry that what I wanted to bring up sounded, in my opinion, like a kind of what might be considered like a first world problem as it were. Um, and the kind of the, the mantra plays around of, um, like I'm so lucky to be doing this job in the first place. Um, and therefore I shouldn't voice how I, how I really feel when I'm struggling. And, um, and I don't think that's uncommon for musicians. And as I said, there's so many wonderful, wonderful things about being a musician so wonderfully rewarding. Well, let's pause on that because I 
I think it's really important. Sorry to sorry to cut you off, but there's there's a huge nugget that we get to explore within this because a lot of people, even musicians, can easily relate to that. And what that is is sometimes feeling unworthy of the support because we're judging what we need support on. Because there's that internal critic, that inner critic saying, for whatever reason, you know, maybe you shouldn't be asking for support around this. This isn't that big of a deal. So many people have this. You should be grateful. But that inner critic, that voice of, you know, you should be grateful. You shouldn't be worried about this stuff. That's just talking us out of getting connection and support. And so many people have that on different levels. And that's something that we all get to work through and we all get to push through because if we don't, then we're, we're not going to ask for the support and we're not going to get it. Now, to your point, make sure that whoever you're asking, it is relatable and they can give you that information and they can relate, right? We want the relatability there. But if all those factors are there, when you ask for the support in an area that feels silly or first world, you're, you're validating to yourself that, yeah, this is important to me. And you're already feeling it. So yeah. now you're just coming back and saying it is. Does does that make sense? I just think it's yeah, and I think, a key element. Yes, absolutely. And I, I think I still go to those friends at times when, um, well, one, I got more comfortable with it. And everyone's kind of aware that mm -hmm. like, sure, I don't live in the town we grow up in. And some of the some of the things I might like need extra support around just sound ridiculous even to me when i was a teenager if you said you're going to be really worried about this one thing in 10 years time <laughs> and i'd be like come yeah. off it that sounds that sounds ridiculous um but i i will still there will be times when i will go to somebody um in my band in another band another musician another tour manager another manager somebody that is within that world that actually might be um might be a great step to begin and then when you're ready for maybe more of the emotional layer that might actually be beneath that problem, that's when those people can be really great. Um, yeah. So that's, that's kind of how it's developed from with that particular example. Well, that's important too. What you just talked about is you have a problem, but there could be different facets of people that help you out. This person's mm -hmm. gonna help with the business, the normalization, the giving me tips and insights. And this is the person that I'm gonna like yell, uh, you know, under under the boardwalk or whatever with. Like just there's that this is the person for this and this is the person for this, but it's but it's all the same challenge. I would also say for anybody second guessing, this doesn't warrant support. People are gonna think this is silly to stop and take a breath because you're the person telling yourself it's silly. You're the person telling yourself it's not worthy of help. So how can you shift that? And maybe just asking yourself three reasons why you deserve support around this. Three reasons why having support will make your life, make your relationship, make your career better. And then using that as motivation to launch into the conversation with the right people at the right time. What would you say to people if that voice is saying, um, let's say things are going really well in, in, um, from the outside within their music career, or maybe not so well, yeah. but, the, but they are worried that their kind of inner critic is saying to them, you really need like I really could do with some support however I don't want to bring down 
the morale or derail anything great we've got going on now? What would you kind of say to those people at that time? I would say by doing that, you're denying your human in you. And then you're also setting the bar for everybody else around you to deny the human inside of them in the future. Mm. You're setting an unrealistic bar. So my, my thought would be, can you support yourself? Get clear on what you need. Be honest and authentic. And you're going to have a deeper connection with people. They're going to support you through it. And then you're going to rise on the other side. And they will second, they, they are, will be less likely to second guess themselves when they need it mm. because they've seen you go through it and you've inspired them. And to add to that as well, what I think I would do at those times, if it's something that, um, I, I would go to those other friends that were outside of the band for things like that, or I would go to therapy or coaching around certain issues. Um, so, and then what would end up happening is having that space to be able to talk through ideas and really process it. Um, once I'd done that, it no longer felt like a problem back within my band again, you know? So suddenly it did, so it didn't even need to be, it had to be, I felt like I had to give it space to be able to, to process things somewhere. It just didn't have to be, um, with my, with my bandmates or my artist camp at that particular time. But there are also times when I think that really can work too. And I think it depends on the nature of the dynamic you have with, uh, with different people in your artist camp. Um, yeah, absolutely. And when, and when we've talked today, anchoring it in, it's all been about support, gathering support. Uh, how do we ask people for things? Not necessarily, I have a problem with you and I'm coming to address that because that is its own separate subject in itself. But this is really, I have this need and I need some help. And, you know, how, how do we navigate that avenue, uh, which, which can be a little bit different and, and it's kind of its, its own um, whale in terms of, I have a problem and it's you. <laughs> I'm coming to you yeah, to talk about fun. that. But, but you just, yeah, you mirrored and kind of uh, just brought up the importance again of that self-care how do I, I have a problem. I'm going to self-care and self-care might include a therapist. Self-care might include coaching. And then I might realize actually that problem was, was from bullshit 30 years ago that I'm bringing in here. And now it's gone. I'm not that old, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going for myself. Mine could be from 30 years ago. <laughs> um, but as we, you know, think about today's journey and what we, you know, tying it all together where we can, we really started with what does support look like to you? And, and for anybody listening to this, we want you to have a clear understanding of what that is. When you feel supported, what are you experiencing? What are the emotions you have? What does it look like? So, you know, getting out a notebook and putting what does support look, feel, sound like? And then encouraging you to bucket out all of the opportunities you have for support. Your teacher from fifth grade. I still sometimes go to my choir teacher from like fifth no grade. Um, but just they could be from anywhere. It could be 
from, you know, your family, your work colleagues, any groups and organizations, nature, and, and anybody, um, you know, I've got trees that I have my favorite trees. I have friends that have their favorite trees and we'll send pictures and it's like, oh, I can just put my back up against the trunk. It doesn't matter. Just write all of the outlets and then get very specific with the qualities of each of them. You know, my, my teacher, my husband, my son, these are the things that each of them bring. So you have a map and a checklist of, oh, I'm feeling, and this is what I want. And I can go to this person. And then when you do need support, you have this map to go back to. And then we talked about the first element being self-care. What can I do for myself to help these initial upfront Tasmanian devil feelings and, and addressing them and then getting clear, okay, who am I going to go to for support? Asking if they have the bandwidth, getting the support. And then the last thing, Jed, which I'm going to wrap us up with and, and kind of ask if you have any tips on this one, is once we receive the support, often we don't celebrate. And we have to celebrate two sides. We have to celebrate ourselves for having the courage to ask and receive and then we have to celebrate the individual and give them gratitude for being there. So is there any ways as we tie up of how you have gratitude when you actually are on the other side of it? I would say there are times where you're so relieved after having those conversations that you might actually, I, I personally may forget. I think I'd certainly say thank you to that person, but I might not thank myself or I might not, um, or it could just be a simple thank you, or it could be just a thoughtful gift or something, depending on the scale of it. But I do feel that the relief kind of over overshadows a lot of um, that that moment that we should probably be taking to 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 pause and and celebrate both parties. And I would say myself and many included, probably listening to this, would be like, no, I don't, I don't have like a gratitude or a, you know, um, just just receiving uh, element at the end. So I think for all of us, that's a good opportunity of something to end to that. So we, you know, thank everybody for listening. We have a blast with these. We love exploring new and uh, different topics. So if you have any, you can, you can email us, our emails below, and we'll be sure to bring those in and speak to those. And once again, this, this podcast is a combination of bringing in amazing artist and having honest talks with them. But then Jed and I just getting on here and, you know, shooting the shit and coming up with some various topics and ideas. Also with, um, with those ideas, we would love to discuss things that you guys have got going on too. So anything, any topics that you guys would like, uh, to hear us talk about or something that you're going through, you kind of want thoughts on, you can reach out to us on our socials at Musicians Journey Official and uh, hello at themusiciansjourney.net as well. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Chelsea, for your insights. I Today also, I was thinking we were going to ping back and forth with different things from both of our worlds. Maybe rather selfishly, I got a bit overindulgent in feeling like I was back in a coaching session with you, which I've thoroughly enjoyed. <laughs> so appreciate you. Thank you, Charles. Uh, thank you, everyone. Thanks, Jed. Always fun. Would you like to receive weekly tips to better navigate your life and career? Join the band where we send you one book recommendation, one action to take, one new song suggestion, and one development story to inspire. Sign up at themusiciansjourney.net. 
This podcast is designed to provide insights and information on personal issues facing musicians. We are not healthcare professionals. Information provided is not a substitute for professional healthcare advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of a physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions regarding a medical condition. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.